Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Husker 24-7 Hoops Cast Emergency Podcast Edition. Why? Because Nebraska, for the fourth time in school history, has a win over a number one ranked team. And they did it on the home floor at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Tuesday night. I am Mike Shaver, joined by Brian Christofferson. Brian, I am uh I'm still like a little just wondering if I'm going to wake up from some sort of fever dream here. Like it just, everything that happened last night is so un Nebraska basketball, so unexpected. And quite frankly, I I go back and it's like every single player on the court for the most part came up huge time and time again at different points in this game to, to help push Nebraska to an 88 72 win over number one Purdue, you uh, you were there obviously covering it, and I don't know what it was like in the uh, in the media section, but uh, for those of us over where I sit, it was loud all night long. People were like ready to stand; they were they were yeah. into it. You know, sometimes like the crowd is just sort of there's like a little bit of a malaise to it. That was not last night at all, and obviously the number one team in Nebraska playing the way they did certainly helps things out, but. Uh, memorable night in Pinnacle Bank Arena, to say the least. Yeah, what what helped Schaefer was um, the first two minutes of the game. I, I didn't know that Nebraska was going to win, obviously, but they set a tone that like they're going to make Purdue earn everything it gets um, tonight. Um, they jumped ahead, and there was even a play at the basket where it was a ridiculous charge call. Uh, I think it was on Bryce Williams or somebody. It should have been an and-one opportunity but Nebraska was still ahead and they were just attacking. And you could tell there was a relentlessness to their defense that was missing Saturday in, in Madison. Um, they were, there was a possession in that game with like five minutes left where Purdue actually hit a three and it got it to like six, but with about five on the shot clock, but Nebraska's defense on that possession was just like, they were just busting their butts on it. Like the way guys were scrambling around. And even when Purdue made the shot, I was thinking to myself like, man, 
like even when they've they've made shots and they made 13 from behind the arc purdue did um nebraska i felt like knew exactly what they wanted to do on defense yes you have to give a little sometimes when you're trying to double down on ed and there's going to be open shots but everything had a purpose to it and it was so just well executed and you're right every guy who stepped on the floor did something really well like josiah alec had the shot of the game Honestly, when it was 51 to 50, it was like, ner- it was like, okay, Purdue's doing their thing. This is where it gets sad. Um, and Alec hits the three from the corner yeah, and makes it a four point game. And you're like, oh, holy smokes. Like when the ball left his hand, nothing against Josiah, but I was like, no. Then it's like, yes, yes, yes. Nice shot, Joe. And then Nebraska gets that run and they go up 62 52. And no. then you could feel it in the building. It was just like this intensity building with every minute like they're gonna do it and um it was a it was a special night like it was it it almost added to it mike that it wasn't full because of the snow and the cold i think and a late start and maybe there's a few people if they're honest who doubted it was gonna go well and so the third deck wasn't full but there was almost something extra to it that like for those in the building, it's like they had w- come through the snow and the cold to watch this and they were being rewarded and they were like in turn paying that back to the team yeah. as this thing built up. And it was kind of a fun deal. Yeah. That Alec moment. I just remember saying out loud to uh, the people I sit around, just like this is something, you know, completely obvious, like someone needs to hit a big shot here. And then the ball ends up in the corner and he goes up with it. My, my buddy, the guy that I have season tickets with, he's doing the the thing where it's just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Like one of those. <laughs> it reminded me of an assistant basketball coach uh, that I had in high school who was like, you know, if we start screaming, no, no, no. Yeah. You get to stay in the game. But if it's ever no, 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 no. Yeah. You're coming out. And yeah, so exactly. It was definitely a no, no, no. Yeah. Moment. And honestly, Josiah Alec had that big three, but there was another basket that he made on a, uh, I don't know that it was a backdoor cut, but they were able to drop him the ball on the inside, and he got position, went up with the left hand, real strong. And it was just like it, everything just clicks on one of those nights. And, you know, whether it was that corner three, whether it was a huge C.J. Wilcher inbounds corner three, I mean, right. they just it felt like there was certain spots from the floor where Nebraska was shooting, uh, and it felt like it was an 80% chance that it was going in. And those spots were further out from the rim than they were closer in. I mean, the thing is, and this is true of every Nebraska basketball game ever, or any basketball game for that matter, they missed a lot of shots inside, you know, that five-foot range. Now, obviously, Edie plays a big part of that and produce defense and everything else, but there was some pretty good looks that they didn't convert inside. And then on the flip of it, I mean, they made so many contested threes that even just looking back, I mean, there's one from Tominaga where I don't even understand the physics of how and why he put as much arc on it that he did, and it just destroys the back of the rim on its way in. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was an, it just impressive all the way around. I um, I, I want to stick with Rink Mass right at the right at the start. I mean, he, I think at one point, Nebraska's five starters had eighteen total points, and he had fourteen of them. Uh, he yeah. gave them a big, big lift early in that game. And I think, Brian, you know, one of the questions I had about Rink Mass coming out of the Creighton game and the Minnesota game is, is he physical enough to play in this conference? Can he 
withstand the beating that you have to take if you're the big man. And Nebraska just doesn't have a lot of great depth there. I mean, you have Alec, you know, Jawan Gary has has not been as good. You mentioned this uh, on, on Tuesday's podcast. Has not been as good necessarily rebounding the ball uh, lately. And so for Rink Mass to, to kind of go in there and, and play the way he did early in that game to allow everyone else to find their footing, uh, just a huge, huge part of it. And it just felt like all of those guys, whether it was Mass, Tominaga, Wilcher, Hoiberg, Williams, uh, Gary, they all had these little stretches where they kind of took over and they did their thing. Mm. And you had a great quote. Uh, well, you you didn't have the quote, but Bryce Williams had a great it, quote. No. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce Williams had the great quote that you put in a, a great article that about you know just how deep they are and that they they feel like they all have that ability to kind of take over in moments. And it felt like that was very evident at times on Tuesday night. Yeah, Rink. Uh, we could go down the list, frankly. That that's what was. So I would love special. to. I, um, I would. I would love to. Let's do it. At, well, I mean, every guy, but Rink Mast. You're right. In the first half, um, he was the guy. He wasn't keeping it afloat. I felt like Nebraska was playing fine, but it was going through him, and and he was um, just uh, you could tell had a, a an intensity to his game, especially on the defensive end. I loved his quote in the post game about like i i just wanted to frustrate him Edie, you know i just he wanted knew he was in his head before the first yeah, media time. yeah and, and he said Edie was complaining about a call or something which i think Edie's a, a pretty good guy from what i know of him by the way but uh that it's competition of course and Edie's like kind of upset about something and mass is thinking to himself like exactly my goal i'm, I'm achieving my goal early in this game and uh, it was amazing the the job that he and the whoever would collapse with him would do. We have a photo that's going to run with the Bryce Williams story I'm about to put up after this, where it's Bryce and and Rink I think around Edie, and he's just swarmed. And that it's like so like such a snapshot of like that first half in particular, where Edie had two points, two rebounds, and two fouls, and. Um, you know, Nebraska did have to give up some threes in the process of that. But even with that, like I said, they were they were making the passing lanes tough for Edie when he was trying to kick it out to guys. And Mast, I think we I already knew he's a good player. He's shown himself, and I mean, he's been big in big games. Honestly, like K State on one Huge. wheel had a great game. Um, in this game, where it's uh, you know, this is a seizing season turning type game for Nebraska and the way that it like puts you on the other side of the bubble talk going forward the rest of the way, because you have that win in your pocket against a team. Very few will beat. And um, he was just special all night, but let's go. Uh, let's go to Sammy Hoiberg. I mean, Sam Hoiberg um, was just Those relentless. Steals, man. Those, those steals to layups. Like you can just feel the building build. To just a total top off. Uh, there was there was one that led to the timeout for Matt Painter, right? Like you got the yeah. big three from Tominaga. Purdue comes back down, tries to to throw it out to the wing, and he just he snipes it and finishes with the layup, and the whole place just went nuts. I can't remember the context. I think it was right at the end of the first half, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, to, to kind of help build some of that lead. Made it thirty six thirty, I think, and. Uh, that was uh, that was a 13-0 stretch at the end of the first half. He also had a steal, which was even higher degree of difficulty, where it didn't look like he could get it, and he somehow knocked it forward to himself. Uh, and that was the end of the run that made it 62 to 52. 
after Purdue had cut it to 51-50. But he was like that all night, even when he didn't get the steals. Like, he was just, like, all over the place. And he had a layup also uh, that was incredibly difficult. Where, Up and under. Yeah, it was, it was something else. And then I love the play where – um, we're, we're sounding like Chris Farley, like in the old SNL skit. Wasn't that awesome when this happened, you know, sort of thing when Bruce Willis walked in glass and die hard. It wasn't that awesome, but um, there was a play near the end of the first half when Nebraska was on that run and it looked like Casey was going to take the three and no one, no one would have minded that of course, but Casey had the guy coming at him fast, flipped it over to Sammy who was wide open and it was just such an unselfish play, and uh, Hoiberg was clutch. You know, he just knocked it right down, and it, that's the way they played all night. It was just such smart basketball, and uh, I don't know. We're giddy about it because I. it's a sort of thing like that there's been a lot of, you know, it's the old Shawshank Redemption, like you're crawling through 500, 5,000 feet of crap or whatever, and then here's the rain washing it off. This, this team right now, they – they're, they're building off of what last year sort of did, and it feels like um, they do really have something going where they have a lot of different weapons and everybody's accepting their role, which could lead us, I guess, to C.J. Wilcher if you want to talk about him. I mean, that that second half from him coming off the bench with 16 points, monster. Yeah, I mean, I have been as as hard on C.J. Wilcher as anyone, mostly because of his his defense but when you're coming out and you make every shot you take whether it's from the floor behind the arc uh or at the free throw line you're doing something special and i mean he ripped the nets on pretty much every shot like it was one of those where they were no doubters brian i mean there was a couple coming off the off ball screens that he just caught and let fly that from my angle uh from where i sit like you could just tell they were just heat seeking missiles that we're going to just rip the cords there. And so I, I mean, you, you look at the lift that that gives them coming off of the bench, you know, that you've got this other score that can help pick up the, uh, the slack. I mean, the thing that's fascinating, Brian, is they have these different rotations and you think to yourself, okay, you know, Mast is on the bench right now. It's Alec, it's Lawrence, it's Wilcher, you know, it's Hoiberg and it's Gary. Juwan Gary's going to have to really kind of carry this a little bit. And instead, C.J. Wilcher just starts knocking down key shots. Like, I, mm -hmm. it just goes back to that Bryce Williams quote. Like, they are so much deeper than we're used to seeing. I mean, we're not – when Nebraska has been good, at least in, in my adult life, it has largely been Taran Petaway was carrying this team and Walter Pitchford and Siobhan Shields pitched in, and that's how they made it happen in 2013-14. But – that was, you know, you get a, a key contribution from Ray Gallegos here or there. David Rivers, Leslie Smith had an important rebound, things of that nature. Uh, the 2017-18 team, you know, was maybe a little bit closer to this where you had Copeland and Roby and and uh, uh, Glenn Watson and, and guys of that uh, nature. And um, I can't believe I forgot James Palmer, my, my favorite of the group. But, yeah. um, you know, they're – they're just so deep and they're varied in, in what they can do. I mean, I, I'm jumping around here, but we saw Rink Mass basically, you know, put on the figurative sky goggles of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and hit a sky hook off the backboard at oh, one point. Like, I mean, it was – they were doing things that you just don't see Nebraska do ever, and you don't really see college basketball teams do it a ton either. And I mean, shooting – what do they finish from behind uh, the arc? Like, they're like 13 to 21? 
14 14 of 23 61%. Yeah. That's and not, uh it's not normal. Yeah, I mean, I you mentioned the case a shot I think earlier if it's the same one I'm thinking of the, the shot where I was like unbelievable. Nearly hit the uh the scoreboard up above them. That yeah, kind of I don't thing. know if we're thinking of the same one. He had a couple tough ones, but the one where it was 77 to 70 and he, his shot made it 80 to 70. Okay, I'm thinking of one earlier in the game. I he kind of stepped back a little bit, but man, the defense was so good by Purdue on it. And he had like a, you know, a 6-5 guy on him. And um just he puts that in and I I just like when you have that sort of weapon in a moment like that, um it's just uh it's something that you're right. We haven't seen it around here as much, but you know, the thing I do kind of like about this team, it might've been an old Tim miles quote where when he was here, he's like, don't put that crap on me. You know, like whatever the baggage is from past Husker basketball. It's not, it's not part of me. You got to remember with these guys, a lot of that's not attached to him. It's not attached yeah. to Bryce Williams or rink mass. And even though Fred Hoiberg's had difficulties in his first few years at Nebraska, um, Sometimes I remind myself, Fred's Fred's seen winning big at Iowa State and like what it's like to, you know, be on that stage and beat North Carolina in the second round and stuff. Like he's used to this stuff a little bit. And um, so I, I I do like the fact that even after the win, there was some composure about it from everybody that talked. Um, like, yeah, it was a great win, but they know that you got to make the other stuff happen over the next two months to uh, make it really stand out the way you want it to in March. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The things that's been tough to me with with the Fred Hoiberg era of Nebraska basketball is you have this acknowledgement that they have this coach that has had a ton of success. He's coached at the highest level at the NBA. He was a great player. He understands basketball in a way that few could ever match mentally. But the teams that they kept putting together did not seem to represent anything of the style of which he'd want to play. Like it was just sure. a totally, totally sort of odd oddball kind of combination and then they made some staff changes he made some changes in how they did some things and you saw with last year's team closer to what they want to be 
And I've, I've mentioned this several times. I had a conversation, you know, with him this summer and was around him talking about it. And he talked about what an important piece rink mast is to yeah. get them closer to, to what they want to be or what he wants to be on offense. And I go back to, to Sioux Falls and listening to Wayne Tinkle and then reading these quotes uh, from Matt Painter and, and Tom Izzo, I think, said similar. I mean, veteran coaches, what Nebraska's doing on offense is not easy to defend. Yeah. I mean, they have multiple different ways to attack you. They are really, really good at creating backdoor action. Like if you get caught up trying to, to defend on the front side, there's Casey, there's Jawan Gary, there's Bryce Williams cutting to the hoop. And Rink Mast is a good post passer. Josiah Alec can be a good post passer. Um, so they have so many effective ways to, to score. Uh, it's, it's nice to see, one, Hoiberg continue to churn and work through and figure out what wasn't going well the first few years found a recipe and has now finally kind of put together the complementary pieces to look more like his teams when he was successful at Iowa state. And it, it took a long time. Uh, and there's a lot of, a lot of ugly in there, but you can see why so many of these college coaches revere this kind of offense that he can put together, the sets that they can put together, mm. what Nebraska can do and how they can frustrate you. I mean, the quote from Matt Painter said everything last night. Yeah, I mean, it, it is year two, basically, of a reset. Like, he reset things, and last year's team, if Nebraska basketball does take off, like they get, you know, and it's consistent from now on, that team last year will have a special place in people's hearts because it laid a foundation, I think, about what you want to be, and this team this year is is right now trying to build on that. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right, and he's doing it with guys. Um, you know, Mast and Bryce Williams weren't, like, the most – like highly rated portal guys. But I think this staff thought they had something that others didn't necessarily see. They knew that Bryce Williams had finished his Charlotte run very strong. Like he was on a roll and his best basketball was just starting to happen. And he's six, seven, and he's got the genes of a scorer and his family and all that stuff. And um, like you said, you've talked to Fred about it in the summer rink, I think they thought was going to be the the yeah. leader of this bunch. And it's turning out to be exactly like that. And the exciting thing is, Oh, by the way, they're actually juniors, technically both those guys. Yeah. So it's, this is actually a deal where they can come back if they, and all that. But um, Bryce Williams did not think he was going to play yesterday or yeah, uh, wow. Tuesday morning. He said he got up and wasn't feeling too great. Made the walk to the bathroom as we all do for the morning. And um, we won't go into that, but he just, we're, this is about the ankle. He wasn't feeling good. He was like, this is not going to, it's not going to happen. So the day goes on, it's late game. He can like, kind of, well, let's give it a shot. He gets on the court. He's like, let's, let's go, let's go. He's starting to feel better. And he basically has a triple double. You know, he has a, he's that charge to play... took him away from a double double for sure. Yeah. He's starting to play more of the lead point guard spot, looking more comfortable in it. Um, he had nine, uh, nine points, 11 rebounds, nine assists, two blocks, two steals. And the grown man play of the game, in my opinion, near the end, Edie gets a the ball low and is going to either lay it up, dunk it, usual stuff. And he swats it clean as can be from behind against the glass and, and claims it. And uh, it, it reminded me a little bit of when they were at K-State. This is when I started to be like, okay, this team's really interesting to me because I was looking out there and K-State's got dudes. They're, they're, they're a good program. And I was like, Nebraska looks like they got some grown men out there 
in certain spots. And I've maybe it's because Bryce, we've said this before. We like his beard. He's got a full beard like you do. It adds to it. But like you need those guys who like, you know, like that you can't get the pickle jar open, but they can do it. Like you got that old man strength. You got those guys on your roster. And I feel like that when I watch Bryce and Rink operate a little bit out there, there's some of that um that veteran savvy and just like, yeah, we'll be fine here that comes out in them. And Bryce had a tremendous game. He played almost 30 minutes after not thinking he was going to play at all. And you wouldn't have even known he was injured like, or that that was a thing really by the way he performed. It was, it was very impressive. Yeah. I mean, the, the ability that he has to kind of stuff the, uh, the stat sheet. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I feel like we've seen different versions of Bryce Williams throughout the season, right? Like we've seen the three level scorer. We've seen a guy who can put up 20 points in a game. We've seen somebody that can knock down a critical shot. Uh, we see a guy that can create his own shot. And now we're seeing someone that can help facilitate an offense where, you know, he's one of your top options, but he's also smart enough to know CJ's on fire. Tominaga's on fire. Got to get the ball down to rink mass. I mean, so it's, it's impressive in the sense that these guys play well together. You know, we've definitely watched teams where there's talent, but they don't play well together. Or there's one mm-hmm. piece on the court that seems to, I don't know how to, to say this in any sort of better way, but seems to kind of almost antagonize his teammates while playing out there. And he could be a scorer, but it feels like it's a one versus five versus five versus five. And this feels collectively like a team. And I don't want to like overdo it. And Nebraska still has to go out and win games. Like, that's the other thing. The season didn't end last night. You're not guaranteed anything because you beat Purdue. But the fact that they can beat Purdue, the fact that they can play that game, the fact that Pinnacle Bank Arena can absolutely be a raucous environment, uh, it really gives a kind of a a higher ceiling to this team than I I really anticipated. I mean, I I was pretty beat down when the way they lost to a Minnesota team, which, by the way, second in the big 10 right now three and, three and one yeah yeah their wins are against nebraska <laughs> michigan and uh uh maryland i believe mm. so they have uh they have performed a lot better than i anticipated and so uh credit to to their program but for nebraska to kind of turn this around the way they have for them to collectively play well together and different guys to, to step up and do it it really does let your brain kind of fire a little bit like okay this conference is is deep. I mean, it feels like there's not a lot of easy games. You look at the schedule, you got Iowa on Friday, you turn around, you got to go to Rutgers. You've got Northwestern coming in for the next home game. The only other team to beat Purdue this year, uh, right after Northwestern, you're getting an Ohio state team that looks like they're reinvigorated from a down year last year. So there's uh there's a lot of reason to kind of, you know, look at this and there's, there's a lot of big wins that could be left on the schedule. And there's a lot of critical games up ahead. Uh, how do you feel like they respond? to to a win like last night as they they go into uh iowa city on friday i i I don't want to be a downer i think friday is a real challenge like i really do like because i know it's like human nature like to especially if you're a casual observer of it to be like oh they beat number one and if like let's say they go to iowa and it doesn't quite go well and you lose on the road there's going to be like ah well you know There'll be some of that from people. Don't do that. But hopefully they go take care of business. But this is going to be a it's tough to win on the road in the league. It just is. And and Iowa's not chop liver. I know they're not as good this year as they have been, but they're going to be fighting for their season's life. 
Yeah, and if they have a night where they shoot it really well and you're on the road and stuff like that, it's just, it can be tough. But um, what this team has shown, Nebraska, is that on any night they're capable of, of beating uh, or going toe-to-toe with anybody in the league. Um, and, you know, they should be the favorites, honestly, in a few of these games that we wouldn't have thought they were the favorites in, I think. Because what's, a, what's different about a couple of these wins is – you beat number one last night, but it's not as though Purdue shot like 30% from the field. They and it was well. just, it was just a train wreck game for them. You know, like I don't, I don't want to diminish Nebraska's win at Creighton last year, but that was a different kind of win where you see, you got a look after look from three and they could just not hit the broad side of the barn. Um, last night was just a legitimate, like Nebraska played better against a, very good team that was playing okay maybe not their best but they're playing okay michigan state played okay against nebraska and nebraska beat them and so they have beat teams without just flukiness or like oh they had an off night it's one of those weird deals where number one just didn't show up that wasn't the case i think purdue was ready to play i think uh they hit some shots and if you had told matt painter before the game you're gonna hit 13 threes you're probably gonna think yeah, we're winning that game by double digits. Instead, Nebraska holds Zach Eady to 15 points and seven rebounds. I, Two points at half, right? I wrote uh, a story leading into the game where I said, you can't really shut shut down Eady. You know, you can try to contain him a bit. They, they did kind of shut him down. I mean, not completely, but it was close enough. That's close as you can get in, in that particular game. So... Um, that's why you have hope as they go to Iowa and Rutgers. Um, why not win them both? But if you can at least get one of those two, keep this thing, keep above that 500 mark, um, Northwestern at home in Lincoln will be a huge game. I think that's the day Danny knee and that team comes back. So hopefully Nebraska is above 500 in the league, which they should be if they can win one of the next two, at least or both. And, um, there'll be so much energy in PBA the rest of the year um it'll be fun that's what last night gave us too it gave us like a couple months of i think the that place is going to be on fire now whenever nebraska steps in the building and that's always fun you know what what i've been thinking about is you were talking about how purdue played last night purdue played a getter or a better game last night than they did when nebraska almost upset them last year in december i yes, mean when they, they, they played in that overtime game and and they had the opportunity to win that that was a version of what you were talking about. That was a Purdue team that was a little off. Nebraska was able to hang around, made some critical shots, but couldn't, you know, couldn't, you know, knock the Giant down. Whereas last night, the Giant played fine. Nebraska just played better. And that's mm-hmm. what I sort of mean where it, it changes the calculus I have about what the ceiling of how this team can play, who they can play with. Um, you know, I, I, said right at the beginning of this, I, I had worried about the their ability to play against some of these physical Big Ten teams inside. I don't have that fear anymore. I, I think they definitely have the ability to to body up and, and have that. Now, can they bring it every night? I don't know. But when they're at, at Pinnacle Bank Arena, aside from that uh, no-show against Creighton in, in December, and, and you could say Creighton just avalanched them if you want to, Quite frankly, Nebraska feeds off of that crowd really well. I mean, the, the North Dakota game may be a side, but Pinnacle Bank Arena is a really special place, uh, and it was rocking last night. And, you know, when you have guys like Tominaga that are just emotionally invested in this thing and they get the crowd going and, 
you know, you can you can paint a picture why it's a difficult place for teams to come in and play. And uh, I think it'll remain that way the rest of the year. So if Nebraska can handle a bunch of home games and steal a couple on the road, they're not only not going to be playing on Wednesday night uh, in the Big Ten tournament, which is their traditional mm-hmm. spot. We could be talking about, uh, you know, potential for that double buy if, if they're really able to, to handle things at home. Yeah, it's an interesting league because there's some teams that are have been known as programs that have, you know, been in the upper half of the Big Ten. You know, like Michigan is really scuffling. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to get a couple cracks at them, I think, if I remember they get them twice. The last, um, last game of the year is on the road. Yeah, they play much. there. Who knows where their what's their situation will be by that point? You know the way that's going. But um, Rutgers is not. Um, they got a nice win the other night against Illinois, but or Indiana. But Rutgers has not been quite what they were. Um, Iowa hasn't been. I, I'm. I think they're gonna. They'll be a tough game Friday. But um, there's just opportunities right right there in that sort of middle section of the league for Nebraska. I think to really establish themselves as at least upper middle. If not more, I know they're thinking probably more, but um, if you're upper middle, that's not bad. And that could probably get you where you want to be. So the the door's wide open. Um, And last last night just changed the calculus of everything, Schaefer, because now you've got that when you talk resumes and you put it on the screen. I mean, that win, when you look at Purdue and who they've they've beaten. There's sometimes a team as you know, in basketball, you obviously have to be good to be number one in the country, but once in a while, there'll be like a number one who sneaks in there for one week in the middle of the year. Who's kind of, it just kind of worked out and and they fall back eventually. I don't think Purdue's that way at all. They've beat Arizona. They beat Alabama. They beat Tennessee, Marquette, um, Xavier, Illinois, leaving someone out. I'm sure they have a heck of a resume. And so um, the fact that Nebraska is one of like, I bet you Purdue only has three or four losses by the end of this thing. I don't think they'll lose many more. I'll be surprised if they do. But um, and Nebraska's gave them one of those, and they don't have to play them again. No, until maybe yeah, the tournament. Well, <laughs> if Nebraska gets a rematch against Purdue in the tournament, that's probably says good right. things about where things are at uh, for yeah. this program. Uh, particularly if you're talking about a a semifinal or something of that nature. So we can, we can dare to dream another day on, on if they get Purdue again this year, but just a, an outstanding performance in Lincoln. And it's also one of those things that's really cool. Uh, Matt rule. I watched him and his family yeah. uh, bundled up, wandered, wandered through the crowd, headed to their, uh, their spot to get into the the building. And, you know, I posted this on the board last night It's one of those where the looks on their faces was sort of that, like, it's a very Midwestern thing where you're bundled up in bad weather and you're just sort of, you're going to something and it, it doesn't look like there's any enthusiasm for it, but you're, you're going because you're going, you know? Right. And then you see just the sheer joy and excitement he has of being down on the court uh, with the fans that storm down there. You have Trev Alberts in the building. I, I love that you have your two biggest representatives of Nebraska athletics are as invested in other teams and other sports as they are in football. Like, I think that's such a healthy thing for this athletic department. And I think it, it just, again, it feels different around here. Obviously football has a long way to go, but there's just a little bit more life and a little bit more vigor in Nebraska athletics than just a handful of years ago. Yep. And I saw, I saw Ed Foley and I think it was his son um, watching the game in one of the sections and 
Um, yeah, stuff like that's really cool. And also, I, I mean, I would think Matt Rule and those guys have an understanding of what it could look like around here if you won at a high level. But when you're sitting down there and you see a night like that and you see just how much it matters to this fan base when Huskers, when the Huskers do well, they've seen it with volleyball, of course. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, this is just further confirmation to that of like these people want it so bad. And um, with basketball, I've always said, like, I think Nebraska wants it as this fan base wants it as bad as anybody out there. Um, they whenever there's a, a glimmer of hope with it, um, you see just how much enthusiasm there is. And I've said for a long time. Nobody would draw. Nobody would draw like Nebraska has drawn for basketball. Like we can say, oh, there's only eight, nine thousand people. Most programs and after like three or four losing seasons would be drawing like three thousand people to some of these games. Four thousand. I'm not you know, it's it's impressive that people have kept showing up. They want to believe in it. And uh, last night they were rewarded. The team rewarded them. And in turn. They paid it back to the team, but I think making it a very difficult environment for Purdue to function in as that game got going in the second half. Man, that's such a good point because you have a team like Rutgers that has made the tournament several times, has had NBA players, has uh, had some great success here recently. Then you'll see a game on BTN where Rutgers is playing, like, I don't know, Maryland or whoever at home, and there's nobody there. Like, there's just absolutely nobody there. I mean, this place is so starved for basketball success and uh, a lot of people got to enjoy something last night that who knows when, uh, when it'll happen again. But I, I definitely like you really excited. One to see what happens on the road. These next couple games Two, that crowd against Northwestern on a Saturday afternoon, that'll be something too. And it's a, it's a good Northwestern team. Like, that's yeah, they're, that, they're really good. That's a game that, uh, you know, Nebraska Northwestern, you don't necessarily think it's going to be a basketball classic and uh, they can put on a show here in a here in a week or so. But uh, all right, Brian, anything you want to uh, to finish up with? And I, I want to encourage everyone get to Husker 24 seven. Brian's doing a fantastic job covering this team. Lots of content uh, from last night's game stuff from uh, multiple players, Hoiberg as well. And, and he's even teased. He's got a Bryce Williams story that's going up sometime here on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll have a few things today. Um, this obviously, Bryce Williams will do. Uh, Going to have a behind the arc thing later uh, with uh, a few other pointers. But um, people should jump on the bandwagon if they're not on it. See, what's the worst that could happen? You could just really get hurt, you know, like emotionally. But that's okay. already been hurt emotionally. If yeah. you're a Nebraska basketball <laughs> fan, you're dead inside, which makes this the best possible way to for things exactly that, that's sort of what i was getting at so like you have nothing to lose at this point so uh jump on the bandwagon if you weren't on it let's see what happens and um if the next week goes poorly we can talk about how nothing this is a, <laughs> things have got to change around here now it was a uh, last night was a uh, last night was uh sweet it was a uh, i didn't expect it at all that's my no. final thought. i i went to the i got bundled up Got out in my car and drove slowly to the arena. And I was like, man, I just I just didn't see it. Like, I didn't know how much Bryce was going to play. And I just thought this is going to be like a 15 point loss. That's what I really thought. And uh, dead wrong. Yeah, it was great to be dead wrong. You know, it's one of those things like yesterday didn't have a great day. Variety of things that just didn't go well for a 
a bunch of different reasons that don't matter to, to anyone else but me. And then you, you, it's an eight o'clock start. You know, you're like having to talk yourself into it. I'm walking up to the arena and a, uh, a radio listener named Mike, a longtime radio listener named Mike, uh, recognizes me and, and says, Hey, I'm hearing that uh, Bryce and, and Rink Mast haven't even been down on the court to warm up yet. Like, <laughs> if they don't play, this is going to get ugly. And I'm thinking to myself, cool, I'm going to be leaving like late in the, the second half, just trying to, I'm going to become beat the traffic guy. I'm going to be the worst mm-hmm. type of person that I've always mocked. And that was my attitude going into this thing. And then lo and behold, there's Bryce, there's Rink Mast, and, you know, there's the game. So that's why that's why we go to these things. That's why you cover sports. It's why fans, you know, attend it. It's why you watch. Uh, it's why you subscribe to Peacock. You know, these are the things that you do <laughs> to, to be able to witness uh, moments that you might not get to see again. I mean, they have four total wins over number one teams in the course of Nebraska basketball history. And I can think of so many times, Brian, that I've walked into the to Pinnacle Bank Arena or the Bob Devaney Sports Center. I can think of being a student in January of 2007, getting in line for Big Monday at noon on a Monday. And mm. obviously Big Monday, Jeff Mike, nice work there. Um, you know, getting in line at noon for a Kansas game and Nebraska scored 13 points in the first half. You yeah. know, like like there's there's so many memories like that that when you show up and you see a game like last night, that's going to stick with people forever. And the photos and the content and all of it on social media, it's been a long time since I've just like sat there and just was mesmerized by everyone else's pictures, video, and all of the stuff. It was a, it was really fun. It was great. Yeah. The, it was funny you brought up Peacock. I was wondering how many people subscribed at like halftime with that score of 41 to 30. Um, or that they are like, oh, do we still have that from the football season? We might, yeah. um, that sort of deal. But also, I got some feedback. We'll give a shout out. I, I'm happy that Ken Pavelka made it through. I, I think he's still with us. Like, that seemed like a game that would take him out. Like, just, you know, like, just screaming and, you know, that's the end of him. And uh, he just put out his radio call, which I would, I'm going to go back and listen to. because yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but I, I got some messages from people that were sort of enjoying like the old school, like they didn't have Peacock, they weren't getting it. And so they were listening on the radio, which good, good on them. And, uh, we're enjoying the heck out of it. Just living through it with, uh, guys who like Husker basketball. So all that stuff was just kind of added to, it was actually kind of fun that it was the way it was. And, um, like one of those games, not everybody had access to right at their fingertips. And it, it kind of added to it in a, in a weird way. I think now that you've you've you brought this up, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Kent and see if we can get him on the podcast. I think oh, he yeah, would. We do that. I think he would greatly enjoy this, and I, I think we could we could definitely set a record for our longest Nebraska well, basketball he, podcast. He, he could tell on. he could tell stories for sure. I mean, he's done a decades, and the I mean, he put out a tweet the '82 team that won. Yeah, I know that was a, incredible. I didn't even think about that. He yeah, he both he, of those games. Yeah, he called it and he remembered the roster and all that stuff. And it has special meaning to him. And that's really cool. There's a lot of people um, who like you were talking about, you're invested in Husker basketball. You've sat through some tough moments and he's called a lot of tough games. And so when you do have a game uh, like that, um, you got to enjoy it. You, you know, there's more work to do, but a day like this, like when you're on the outside looking in, you don't have to get ready for Iowa. We don't have to put up any shots against Iowa Friday. 
as far as I know. So this is the day that we can just uh, spend, uh, you know, kind of relishing in a win that like really puts a just huge jolt into what this season can be. Absolutely. All right. Once again, encourage everyone to check out all of Brian's work at Husker247.com. If, if, you know, you're just getting into basketball and you're really into football, good news. We have all of that as well at Husker247 uh, and recruiting, of course, too. So all that and more can be found at Husker247. We'll be back with another Husker247 Hoops cast next week. Uh, we, we probably won't do a breaking special edition if, if Nebraska wins on Friday against Iowa. We'll see. I, I can't make any promises, but doesn't doesn't seem as likely. And of course, we'll have more content uh, from Husker 24-7 throughout. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you again.